Um, I built a company the wrong way before Hmm. and I've failed as a team leader before. And part of the reason was because I made these little uh, concessions on culture. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. In fact, this week's featured review comes from Classic Caleb. Caleb via Apple Podcast. Caleb says, perfect timing. I love the Stay Paid podcast. I was considering signing up for Reminder Media, so one day I visited the website and did some research. The very next day, I was listening to the podcast and got a phone call. It was a member of the Reminder Media team following up with me. We had a great conversation, and during that same call, I signed up to have the Start Healthy magazine mailed out to 50 people in my sphere of influence. I can't wait to hear what my sphere thinks of the magazines. Keep doing a job. Fantastic job, Josh and Luke. Y'all are crushing it. Wow, I love it. So you can tell Steve now. You can tell Steve, our owner. No, the podcast is working. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's working. We're generating leads here, baby. (laughs) We're bringing in the deals. Love it. Our guest today is Ray Ellen. Ray is a national speaker, a team leader for the Pixel Properties team with Real Broker and the host of The Wire podcast, which helps agents know what's happening in the housing market and economy. In addition... Ray has been featured in Realtor Magazine, Inman, and is a regular contributor to Broke Agent Media. Ray, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Ray, man, super excited to have you on. Already excited for this. Before we came on, guys, we were already talking about chat GPC. <laughs> we were talking about bot automation. I mean, we got into, I mean, he's even talking to this thing conversationally. I think it soothes him. <laughs> he's I mean, made I'm a not friend. Gonna, yeah, right? he made a friend with yeah. chat GPT. <laughs> no, it's going to be fantastic. If you are interested in, um, you know, hey, how do you automate conversations for your leads and stuff? We're going to talk about that a little bit on the show. But before we get into that, Ray, could you share your story? Maybe introduce yourself to the audience, how you got into real estate? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in Arkansas. I started real estate as an assistant in 2006. Uh, I helped a whole bunch of uh, agents in Northwest Arkansas sell a bunch of houses. And I thought, man, I should get my own license because had I sold those properties, my life would be a lot different. So I got licensed in January of 2007, had an amazing four or five months. <laughs> what timing? <laughs> yeah. The whole world real estate market crashed around me. I still hung out with real estate a long time. I did, uh, you know, business brokerage because I could sell commercial property in the business inside. So I did some stuff like that, came back to residential real estate in 2013. And now I'm in central Arkansas and we've just never looked back. We spent a couple of years focusing on processes and systems, looked up and we were one of the top agents and then uh, developed a team and really went full bore into marketing. And that kind of gave us some national attention. So, and here we are. I feel like in 10 to 12 years, we're going to have a group of like super successful top producers we're interviewing that said, I got into real estate in the middle of 2022 (laughs) (laughs) because the people that we interview today that are crushing it, so many of them started in one of the worst times, but it's because you have the talent and the ability and the perseverance. Yeah, Yeah, the resiliency. I would love, before we jump into the whole automation and everything, because you said something that interested me. You said you're a guy that has a beard. You don't wear the suits. You wear street clothes as a real estate agent, not your typical real estate image. Yeah. But you also warn against this advice of you be you, or I guess being being yourself. What yeah. do you what do you mean by that? I'd love to pick your brain on that first. 
So, well, specifically for new agents. Yeah. Okay. So and for new agents, and I would say for agents that really haven't kind of made it yet, that are just kind of hanging around with real estate, but really haven't broken through. There's this philosophy that a lot of people preach about. You do you, you know, if you want to get sleeve tats, go ahead and get all your sleeve tats. If you want to wear t-shirts and wear t-shirts, it doesn't matter. You do you, you're going to work with your own tribe. And I think that's true, but only when you know how much you doing you cost you. Mm. Because if you go into it blind without, without realizing that if you use that t-shirt, there's going to be somebody that doesn't use you as an agent, but yet you need money, then you can, you do you right into your old job as a bartender. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I think you should do you, but only when you've kind of laid the foundation, when you know the contracts well, when you know how to talk to clients, when maybe you've done everything that the old dudes are telling you to do around the industry, when you've done some calling, when you've done some door knocking, when you've done some mailing. And I did all those basic things and I wore the suit and I, you know, had the trim and all that stuff. But then one day came where I I looked up and I was pretty good in the industry. And I thought, you know, I'm going to change some things. I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to do some things that aren't the norm. And so I'm just going to let myself go. Not, I mean, not physically. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bigger, but I wear, I eat cake. Hey man, you but, have a great beard. I'm just saying, go watch the YouTube video guys. You see the great beard. So I did, I, you know, I just let it start growing. And w- along with that came my transition in business to do some things in marketing that nobody had done yet. And I think I was one of the first people in our state to do a listing video. And I was some of the first people to attack, you know, um, Facebook and then Instagram. And then we really started going into social media and it didn't make sense for me to look like everyone else anymore because I was now at least on their same level, if not beyond them. Mm. So I think you do you as good advice for people that already know what to do in real estate. They've already got a credibility. They've already got a sphere. They've already got some credibility. But I think when you just start, if you're just starting saying, I'm going to be me, great, but you may not get any business. Mm. Like, let's, let's talk about what makes you successful as a real estate agent is paying your bills. So let's pay our bills and then, then let's put on some t-shirts. Mm. We were, uh, it's funny. We were just uh, coaching a yeah. couple new real estate agents today and you caught one of them in the trap of, Hey, you're spending too much time thinking about your branding and your marketing. And you're not getting out there doing the activity. Uh, yeah. Are you seeing I, same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I mean, I remember whenever we were kind of refocusing on this residential real estate in 2013, when I kind of re came back to it, I can remember going to the office and I could either make calls or focus on brand. And so what I do, of course I Googled like real estate logos, <laughs> you know, cause that's the easy thing. Like, I, I yep. need to build my brand and once I have my brand, then, but when you look around the industry, you see some stalwarts that have been there and they have beautiful brands and, and they just exude their brand. How did they create that? Most of them didn't sit down with somebody as a new agent and create the brand. They did real estate and how they did real estate created their brand. Mm -hmm. And then it was a different project. Then they had to find, this is how I'm treating my clients. This is how my clients expect to be treated. This is how other agents in our industry around me are treated when they interact with me. What is a graphic expression of that? What is a color palette expression of how I'm already doing business? And they did set out to create a brand and then do real estate. They set out to do real estate and their brand was created. And I think that's a a huge piece that people miss. Yeah, it's so good because your brand is really this trust that you've built with your audience, 
with your audience. It's a representation of what they believe you to be. And so that's such good advice. So talk to us a little bit about this idea since we're on the topic of marketing, right? Is you have leads come in, like I mentioned to you before we came on that we're generating Facebook leads, right? For people, but it could be from anywhere. And you, there's this new thing where you can get bots to literally correspond with your leads. Can you talk a little bit about what you have found? How are you using bots? Are they coming? Is it Facebook? Is it paid advertising? And they're chatting. What bots are you using? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different ways we're using bots right now. The basic premise that I've, I've kind of taken, I just, I used to be totally anti-bot just so you know, I used to be like, no, that's not authentic. I want to build an authentic brand. I want people to interact with a real human. But then I realized that back in the day when people would call you and you didn't answer the phone, what happened? The answering machine, right? Yep. And, and people would wait on the answering machine to go beep and then would leave you a message. Not one person was offended because you were imitating the actual answer of a call. <laughs> right. Not one person was like, Oh, I thought this was you, but instead you told me to leave a message. Ah, oh, this is terrible. I'm jumping off. So I think bots today are the answering machines of way back when, hmm. and maybe one day we'll get tired of them. Kind of like we are now, like, please don't leave me a voicemail. But right now it's an answering machine. And if you treat it like that and you let people know that this is a bot, I think they start to appreciate it more and then they start to test it. So one of the cool things is if we call, like if you go to my website, the bot's name is Anna and that's our deceptive bot because she talks like a real person and looks like a real person and our agents can actually interrupt the interaction and interact. And so <laughs> they don't know if it's a bot or if it's a real person, like, hmm. is this a real person answering my career or is this, is this the bot? So that's the most deceptive bot we have. And I love that because she will ask a general question. Hey, how can we help you? Hey, I see that you're looking at this home. Can we get it? You know, can we set up a, uh, a showing for you? So there's just like little cues based on the activity and that those little cues are pushed out there. And as the person responds, it alerts us to that response and then we can jump on. But that's the most deceptive one. The ones that I'm really loving, and that one sometimes gets in trouble too, because people are like, oh, this is a bot, I hate it, right? Right. Because it's deceptive. The ones I'm really liking are the interactions where people know it's a bot, because then they start to explore. It's just like what we see people doing on the chat GPT. Like we all know it's a bot. We all know it's not a real thing. But is but it, it all, might have all, consciousness. I'm just saying, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we're, we're all like exploring it, right? We're all like, right, what's yeah, you're the right. limit? And I think that's what people are doing to the, to the like Manny chat bots and stuff like that. I have They're they're trying to explore the limit to the queries that we have so that it knows where, where they have to now use a person. Mm -hmm. And so on, on our website, sometimes they'll be asking, uh, showing instructions. Sometimes they'll ask, do I need to be pre-approved before I show this one? And it can have some default inquiries. Whereas we have a simpler bot set up where if you want more information, text me this or message me this, and we'll send you that information. And then we have like a two hour follow-up And then we have like a thing that follows up a couple of days later, checks in with them and they know it's a bot. They start to explore it and they Mm -hmm. start to say, yeah, sign me up for that. Yes. Give me that guide too. Yes. Let me have. And so they just, it's so receptive to what the bots then feeding it towards. I don't know that I could do a better job. Hmm. 
So uh, you those said are the ways that I'm really loving it. <clears throat> did you say you're using ManyChat? Is that for both? That's for the Deceptive Bot and the uh, the other ones you were mentioning. Our Deceptive Bot is through Chime. Through Chime, it's okay. through nice. our CRM. Okay. Our uh, <laughs> the Decepticon. I, I love that. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. Anna the Decepticon. Then, yeah, that's right. And then we're using ManyChat and a whole bunch of different contacts that integrate with our email okay. platform and with Chime, and so it'll like label people and move them around on a Google spreadsheet that Zapiers into our CRM, and okay. so I know uh, by the time I get a buyer that's gone through that process. I know what guides they've received, what emails they've gotten and read, uh, where they are in the process, if they're pre-approved, all that stuff. That's just from, fantastic. hey, if, if you want this free guide, you know, text me guide and get it. Yeah. Now, how many, um, I guess, iterations or how much testing did you have to go through until you finally hit on a, a nurture stream or some sort of stream that actually produced results? And I'm still testing. Still testing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like constantly. There's a lesson you know, there. Looking, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm constantly looking at it. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is when it gets repetitive. When somebody hits a trigger multiple times, and they didn't mean to. You know, making that process a little smoother so it's less annoying. Um, you know, I'm testing when someone sends me their email on Instagram, and then they ask for another thing. I don't want to ask for their email again. Okay. I want the bot to say, yep, yep we've got it. Yep. You've already been sent it. You know, so those are like the, there's some additional layers of tagging and you can get really deep into the many chat thing. And, and, you know, you can also carry over those integrations because it's the same user. So whenever we recognize that user somehow, whether it's the name or the email, whatever that piece of identifying information is that can be carried over on multiple platforms. So somebody can send me a message through Facebook Messenger, but if the bot recognizes that's the same person, then they they can already say, okay, I'll send it to this email. Now, have, done. have you seen like one particular question? Because we've been testing this <clears> as well with Facebook leads for our clients, and we kind of hit on this one question that would actually get a response fairly consistently from people. Have you seen any particular prompts that are working better than others? I mean, it's real seasonal is what I've noticed so far. Right now, the uh, home valuation questions, those mm. are getting most of the action, uh, whereas the buying is not. I'm, I'm just assuming that's because rates are high. Mm. Uh, it, during the holidays, uh, you know, buying and selling through the holidays types of questions. So for me, I'm using it more, but that, that I'm, I could be seeing those results because that's the main way I'm using it. Mm. No, um, but no, there's no like one particular... I wish. I mean, I would start writing the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, look at your conversion um, of these, like how do you take from the bot conversation to conversion? Do you, when do you pick up the phone? When do you get face to face? Do you um, insert yourself in the process? Do you wait till it gets to a certain point? Like how do you map that out? Um, again, nothing, all this is kind of so new yep. that it, it's not, it's not extremely mapped out. Um, because we can see the interactions that are going on, on the various platforms and through ads and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll just jump in and say, Hey, I noticed you're interacting with the bot. Is everything going well? Is it okay? And people are like real receptive. Like, yeah, this has been great. This has been super easy. Nice. Um, 
Other times we have the handoff where they'll go through the tree to a certain point where the bot says, okay, awesome. I'm going to connect you with one of our people. Yes. And, and when that happens, obviously we try to follow up within five minutes or so, but the, uh, it just kind of depends on where they are in the process. And what we're seeing is the conversation unfolds. Okay. How many people do you have on your team? Uh, it's just me and three others right now, but we're okay. growing. I think we're about to add two more. Okay, about to add two more. Awesome. So when you look at like um, the conversion of these leads that are coming in, when someone picks up the phone and they they actually call the person, how do you guys process that lead from there? Like, I'm curious, like, do you, if they don't answer, do you keep following up and leaving voicemails? Do you, when you get them on the phone, are you trying to qualify them based upon the data points you have? Like, give me a little bit of insight into how you treat the lead after that. So these are super warm leads. Uh, so if they're not answering, then we're just not calling at the right time or they don't recognize our number. So we, I mean, we hit them pretty aggressively. Uh, we what's, aggressive verify, ha- what's the type of number? What's aggressive? So the minimum number of contacts before we put somebody, like before we unleash the bot back on them yeah. is 15. Yeah, I love that, dude. Yes, yeah. that's so good. And we'll, we'll try in the morning and then the afternoon and the next day we'll text and email and then try in the evening and... So we try to move it around, but 15 contacts. And then we just turn on the, turn on the bot again to monitor their, their situation. Cause uh, throughout the process, they get links to our website and they're kind of registered on our website. Okay. So whenever they go to our website, it'll set up a search for them. They start getting those search results. If they're a seller or a buyer, they start getting something, a market report or a search. And as they're engaging in that, the bot is monitoring the behavior through Chime. And then that's what they start to, that bot will then pick back up if they don't touch base with us. But I mean, usually we get something, you know, sometimes they're like, yeah, I'm not ready yet. I was just testing your bot. Uh, that happens a lot. <laughs> and then other agents test the bot. Uh, but um, you know, usually they have some kind of response to us because it's, it's kind of a warm situation. They've asked for a guide. They've uh, been pre-approved. Uh, they are buying within, you know, zero to six months okay, awesome. Let me connect you with one of our people and then we can call and see where they are. Um, When you say guides, what type of guides are you seeing people like to request from you? I mean, it's really the basic stuff. We, our listing presentation is full of like, here's how to buy a house. Here's how to sell a house. And so we just took little sections of that and created guides that are, it's not real flashy. It's just real basic. Like here's how to get your home ready for sale. I love and, that. Uh, here are things to consider in buying a home in 2023. It's super basic that every real estate agent already knows. We just put it in writing and made it kind of pretty. And then, so and they just get a PDF. I mean, it's uh, sometimes it's text to them, but most of the time it's, it's emailed to them. So we have to capture the email too. Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel? Running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acri and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. Now, it's super helpful, though, because like, you know, I just think of the new agents we were coaching earlier. It's just amazing. It's like, 
when you go out to implement even something like this bot, the literal things you have to know are, okay, what is the name of the bot? Okay, it's mini chat. Okay, and then I'm calling 15 times and it's here's how to get your home ready for sale. These things are so practical that people can implement. I'm curious, just switching gears a little bit. How do you get your team members to stay consistent calling the leads? Because we talk to a lot of team leaders yeah. and that's a struggle to get agents to make their calls. Yeah. Like, how, what would you say to agents not making their calls? Uh, so a lot of threats. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we talked about it today. We have a, we had a team meeting today and we regularly revisit. And so today, you know, I said, Hey, everybody bring your computers. And so we sat down and we opened up chime and I was like, here, look up this type of search. How many people do you have like this? How many people are interacting? It was just a reminder of like, here are the people you need to talk to. And here's the people you need to call. And the thing that uh, we are struggling with is call logging. I think they are making their calls because mm. they're getting results. And then that's usually when they have a positive result, they log that and say, Hey, I've been calling. I got this guy spent an hour of calling today and got this guy. I'm like, really? It only looks like you called that one person. Like, no, I called this whole list. Like, well, you got to log that too. So that's the part we're struggling with is the logs. But, uh, I think the biggest factor is culture. Um, I, built a company the wrong way before hmm. and I've failed as a team leader before. And part of the reason was because I made these little, uh, concessions on culture hmm. and some of them were, you know, you don't want to be on video. Okay. That's okay. It's, it's not a big deal. Even though that's a core principle of who we are as being in media and on video. And if you don't want to do that, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Uh, you don't want to make all those calls. Okay. As long as you'll just do this and that's okay. Because, you know, as a team lead, we're like, well, that's, you know, that team member that could be some money. So, and, and I like them and they're a good person. So let me just bring them in and I'll put up with stuff they don't want to do. Mm. And that really starts to just erode the whole culture. Wow. So I've, I guess you could say we cut massively back. And the three that are left are high culture mm. and they are high. I mean, they're aggressive. Uh, two of them sold 20 houses a piece last year. Wow. Okay. And that was their yeah. first year. That's so they're, incredible. They're, yeah. And it's not like they're not aggressive to the point of annoyance. They're all very, you know, well-spoken and they kind of know how to frame their words and they know how to not annoy people, but they're aggressive. I guess you say are relentless. Relentless, they're just yeah. relentless in the pursuit because we don't cold call. I mean, all of our people are warm calls. There's no, wow. we, we get people, we get people in, we have so many inquiries. It's about 13, 14 leads a day wow. that they're just, they're coming to us. So these are people that are asking for information. I'm not asking you to like cold call the neighborhood. These are all people that are like, I want info. Here's my info. Send. How are you getting that traffic? How are you attracting those people? Uh, well, our number one lead source is Google, uh, okay. Google ads or the trusted, yeah, the trusted, both. okay, both. Yeah, both. We're running Google ads. We're running Google, uh, uh, local ad services. I should say the number one outside of our sphere. Our sphere is number one, okay. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but then number two <clears throat> is, uh, agent to agent referrals around the country. Um, that would be tied with like paid sites that are sending us a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh, the, the best leads, the highest quality leads are the ones from our sphere and the ones from agent to agent, but the other stuff's been really good. The local ad services have been great. And then the Google pay-per-click, some of the ads that we're running there are good. What do you, uh, for your ad collateral for the Google, um, ads, 
What do you find is working just high level? Is it putting up a list of properties? What What do you find that's working on Google ad side? Uh, keeping it high level, I'd say two things. One is the uh, uh, home valuations right now are kind okay. of back. And I would say the um, retargeting. Okay. Retargeting based on, you know, the stuff they've clicked on. Okay. No, that's awesome. Man, I feel yeah. like I, I'm just getting started. I could talk to you <laughs> all day. Hey, we, we ask this question a lot of people who come on the show, and I, I'd love to ask you because you had mentioned that you built a team the wrong way, and I thought that was a really powerful takeaway. Knowing what you know now, when you look back mm. um, and, you know, think about your younger self, maybe high school age, what, what advice would you give them? Oh, high school age, Ray, yeah. is a very different person. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell high school age, right? Lay off the cake, bro. It's all right. No, no. <laughs> no, I would say, um, man, I, you know, just a couple of years ago, I would have probably told myself no compromises. I mean, just, you know, five years ago, don't compromise on what I think is right. And my vision of what the future is for, adding people or for being bigger that doing the small things every day is going to make such a larger impact, especially magnified when you have the right people. And so focusing on the right people around me and the right people in the company and the right people alongside me and just really ignoring everything else that is outside of that, not giving them headspace or power over me to change my mind or to change what I post or to change what I write that would, that would have been huge advice for me that I probably wouldn't have taken five years ago and would have to learn on my own. <laughs> but, there you go. but I'm telling you like no compromise. Like I, th I think there's a lot of people that set up the basis for a team. It's like, okay, here's my team and I want to run it this way and I want it to run this way and I want to collect these leads. And then they start to compromise and say, well, uh, I guess it's okay. Or yeah, okay. I'll take them even though they're not exactly what I want. Cause they're cool. And they'll sell a lot of real estate and it'll just kill you. Yeah, It'll kill you. So true. Oh, Ray, so thank true. you so much for being here before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Connect with me on Instagram, Ray Zorback, R-A-Y-Z-O-R-B-A-C-K. And actually, you can send me the word gear. <laughs> Speaking of bots, if you want to experience one of the bots, just send me the word gear and I'll send you a list of all the gear that I use to put together my studio and it will take you through a whole tree of stuff, all, all kinds of questions and stuff. So Ray Zorback on Instagram, R-A-Y-Z-O-R-B-A-C-K. Awesome. Thanks again, Ray. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get those links and those instructions for texting Ray the word gear to his Instagram over at staypaidpodcast.com. And while there, you can find the videos for all of our episodes as well. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, two ways we ask you to help out. First way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review and a comment about this episode. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend or a colleague. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remind mindermedia.com and you can follow us on instagram we are at stay paid podcast for this episode of stay paid i'm joshua stike guys i'm luke acre great episode ray thank you so much for coming on my action item for everybody coming and listening to this show right now i have two for you one is you need to be researching if you're not going to implement a bot on your site you need to get your head in the game with this bot automation because it is the future. It is now, and it's going to keep progressing with AI. So I want you to get in. All our audience, you need to get in. Check out ManyChat. Check out ChatGPT. These bots, check them out. Play around with them. So that's one action item. Your second action item is, what are you compromising right now? 
of your values that you know you should not be compromising? What are you compromising that is true to your values that you know you should not be uh, compromising that is eroding something in your organization? You need to stop that. You need to cut that out. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 